Hello and welcome to the FMH Fitness Podcast. My name's Faye and I'm a personal trainer, class instructor and online coach. I work mainly with women aged 30s to 50s but also specialise in older adult fitness. Join me as I share with you my nine years worth of knowledge and experience and hopefully give you something to think about and implement in your own lives. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you find this episode useful. Hello and welcome to episode 99 of the FMH Fitness Podcast. Episode 100 is actually going to be one that I record with Caroline tonight, which I'm very excited about. It's always nice chatting to her. Um, And this is the first episode that I have done this year as, um, well actually no, I posted an episode the other day, but it was Caroline that recorded it, um, which I'm very grateful for because I haven't been able to this week. Um, But my daughter's gone back to school today, so we are full steam ahead with working and podcasting. Um, so today's episode is going to be a Q&A from my online coaching group and it's my intention to do this every Friday um, if I remember to ask them for questions um, and I will also post some question boxes on Instagram so if any followers who are not in my online coaching group have any questions they can pop them on there. Okay so first one I've got is to track or not track if fat loss is the goal. So by track, they obviously mean calorie counting. That could be on my fitness power. It could be on NutriCheck. Um, if you are tracking, I would advise you check out NutriCheck. Um, it's just so much better than my fitness power. Um, and loads of my clients really, really like it. So if you do choose to track your calorie intake, then I would highly recommend um, checking out NutriCheck. So in terms of whether you should track or not, now this is entirely up to you and what you have to remember is years ago and years and years and years ago tracking wasn't even a thing so people were losing weight without tracking their calories using an app so it's not that if you don't track calories it's not possible however years ago back then we probably didn't have the obesity epidemic that we do now so maybe not so many people were trying to diet um and I mean, if we're going way back, like food wasn't as readily available, like processed foods that we have now. Um, so you have to put that into context, into context as well. Um, but you know, people can lose weight without tracking. So it's not to say that if you don't track your calorie intake, you're not going to lose weight. Like that's absolutely not a thing. Um, but from my experience, my own personal experience and my own experience of coaching in the last 10 years is tracking is a really useful tool and it's not one that I promote for the rest of your life um and the way I work with women is I like them to track initially if they want to because I think it gives them some really good education I think it can teach you a lot about what is actually in your food and I'm not just talking about calories I'm talking about the macronutrients the proteins the fats the carbs um so I think it can be really informative and it can be a bit of a a bit of an eye-opener about what you are actually consuming. So even if you did it really short term, just to gain a bit of an understanding of what you're actually consuming, I think that can be really helpful. Um, Tracking calories is also especially helpful if you're working with a coach, because I have worked with so many people who have approached me and said, you know, they're trying to lose weight, but it's not working. And I'll say to them, okay, so what do you eat? And they'll, they'll tell me what they eat. And it, to me, it doesn't sound like there's there's an issue not I suppose that's the wrong word but to me it sounds like there's minimal things I could change 
but that's because they're only giving me a little snapshot of what they're eating and they're probably only telling me the bits that they want me to hear and they're actually probably forgetting that you know they didn't just have dinner they actually had their kids leftovers or they're forgetting the little chocolate bar they had because they got a bit hungry at work and they hadn't prepared a snack so when someone who doesn't track comes to me with a weight loss goal it can be trickier to help them improve their nutrition without actually seeing the data now obviously the data is only useful if the person is honest and fills it out properly um you know like silly things like again like I just said but not filling in that you've had your kids leftovers from dinner or things like not counting milk and teas or butter on toast you know things like that so tracking your calories tracking your intake can be a really useful tool for you to get some education about what you're eating Um, it can be a really helpful tool for your coach to give you some guidance on nutrition Um, but it's also there for the accountability and I I personally find it quite useful when I'm in a phase where I'm tracking calories it's not something I do often anymore Um, but if I decide I want to lose a bit of weight and I decide to track calories it does reduce what I eat because you eat something and then you go to get something else and you think oh I don't want to pop that in there Um, I don't want to pop that you know on the diary which you know it can go to an extreme and that can become a disordered eating behavior and that's not what we want um but for me that wasn't it was just a oh no don't really want to do that but it also makes you stop and think so you know if you're about to add something into your into your food diary it can give you that moment to pause and think you know do I actually want this food do I need this food am I hungry so for that reason again it can be a really useful tool Um, but it's not for everyone and some people find it a real faff um, and they just really don't want to do it they don't want to measure our foods they don't want to record every single thing they eat and that's absolutely fine you don't have to do it it just makes things it might speed up the process slightly Um, other things you can do if you if you kind of want to track but you don't want to track if it's like the weighing of food that's the issue um, what you can do is you can just write down what you eat so you don't have the data of the calories and the protein and things like that but you have a list of what you've eaten and even doing that can perhaps get you to think about you know are you consuming too much food are you only eating for hunger or are you eating things that actually you could cut out so that can be a really good bit of accountability Um, you can also take photos of what you eat throughout the day and then you can have a look back at the end of the day and you know put it into a little collage and think oh you know did I eat too much did I really need all that food um And it can just make you think. So it's a way of tracking without actually tracking. Um, I mean, this is a whole podcast in itself, but there's so many other things that you can do. You know, we can talk about the meal timings. We can talk about how you create a meal. We'll leave that for another podcast. But basically, it's down to you. It's down to your individual preference of what you want to do and whether you want to track or not. So hopefully that was helpful. I'm just going to stir my coffee. So um, just to go off track a little bit. I've bought some more plant-based products because back in the day when I went a bit vegan, I mean, I, I mean, I was totally vegan. I probably did it wrong, but hey, hey. Back in the day when I was a bit vegan, my skin really cleared up and it was the nicest my skin has ever been. And it's the one thing I've always really missed. Um, and since Christmas, my skin has been absolutely atrocious and I'm putting it down to all the chocolate and the dairy. Um, so even though I am still pescatarian, I am actually trying to reduce my dairy at the minute just to see if it makes a difference for my skin. But anyway, the point of this conversation was I've used soya milk in my coffee and it's, it's just freaking curdling. I'm just I'm stirring because it's curdling. Just going to have a sip. 
But um, yeah, so it's not it's not the best. I've bought oat milk because I think that used to go nicer in coffee, but I'm sure that's just going to curdle as well. Anyway, moving on, let's go on to the next question. Why is protein so important and should I worry about other macronutrients? Um, and I'm also combining this with another question that came up in the group about, I mean, it wasn't really a question, but she wanted to know about low fat options. So I'm going to shove these together. Okay, so protein, keeping it really simple, protein is really important for a lot of different reasons. But the two main reasons that I will talk about now is one, protein helps with muscle repair and growth. Um, and two, it is really satiating. So it fills you up, so reduces your hunger levels. So those are the two reasons that we really want to get enough protein in our diet. Um, now the recommended guidelines for protein should have written this down. I think at the moment it's 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight, but it's generally accepted that this is too low. Um, so general rule of thumb is we like to see people having 1.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per day. Um, I mean, I'm rubbish at maths, but if you weigh 60 kilograms, it's going to be somewhere closer to 70. <laughs> um, if you are really active, if you are trying to build muscle, if you exercise a lot, you want this to be higher and you want to nudge this up closer to kind of 1.6 um, to 2 grams of protein per kilogram body weight. If you are an older adult, you may have a blunted response to protein and therefore it's even more important that you get protein in um, because your response to protein would be different to someone who was 30 or 40 years younger than you. So it's really important to get protein in. It's ideal if you can get it in um, every kind of three to four hours because there's a thing called muscle protein synthesis, which again, that could be a whole other podcast. But basically you consume your protein ideally around 20 25 grams um, is a good target to go for in each meal you consume that um, protein and then you're in this kind of um, there's a word and I can't think of it begins with an a that's gonna annoy me uh, no, 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 no. no can't think of it basically you're gonna be in this phase where it's supporting your muscle growth so you're up nice and high but then if you don't eat for a few hours that protein level drops and then you go into a phase where um, it could um, potentially hinder your muscle growth. Um, catabolic and anabolic, there it is. So have your protein and you're in anabolic muscle building growth state. And then when it drops, you go into a more catabolic state. So we want to keep your protein levels high. So consuming over 20 grams of protein every three to four hours is ideal. So it's important for muscle growth. It's important, especially for fat loss. Um, because the higher protein you have in your meal, the more um, satisfied you will be with that meal, you will reduce your hunger levels, and then you're less likely to snack. Um, and that can then support your fat loss. Um, in terms of whether you need to worry about any other macronutrients or not, there, I don't have the study in front of me, it's just in, just in my noggin. Um, but there was some research which showed that um, in two groups of people, they were comparing whether people who reduced carbs or people who reduced fats, like who lost the most weight by doing that. Um, and they basically found that when calories and protein was matched, there was no huge difference between the low carb group and the low fat group. So in summary, they basically said, do what you prefer. So in terms of low fat products, what you can often find is although it may be lower in fat, 
whatever they have added to it could be adding on calories um, and there will be differences in protein between the two. I do often find that the lower fat products tend to have a higher protein. Um, I mean, I'm thinking specifically of Aldi's Greek yogurt here. Um, so what I would suggest is actually looking at a low fat product and a normal fat product and looking at the calories and the protein. Um, because if you have a fat loss goal, then calories is going to be above all else anyway. And protein is really, really important. So I would focus on those. Um, but also if you are someone who has a high fat diet, um, each gram of fat contains nine calories, whereas carbohydrates for each gram of carbohydrate contains four calories. So if you go on a lower fat diet, that may take out a good chunk of calories. But what you have to remember is that you're more likely to consume more grams of carbohydrates. So if you go lower carb, you're probably going to lose, not lose, save the same amount of calories as if you went for low fat. It's probably easier to go low carb because everyone will be like, oh, just cut out bread, cut out biscuits, you know, cut out potatoes. Um, so from an ease perspective, it's probably easier to go a bit low carb um, because it's probably just quite simple to do. Um, but you really don't have to do either of those things to lose weight. Um, but if they help you and if it's something you can stick to, then low fat, low carb, whatever you want to do, doesn't doesn't really make a difference. It's whatever you can stick to. Just gonna have a little swig of my uh, curdled coffee. Okay. Next question: Does water help fat loss? Um, so again, this is a study that I read years ago so I can't quite quote it oh I can't quote it at all to be honest um but what I do remember from that study was that they found water increasing your water intake could support fat loss but only if the water was replacing um high calorie drinks so say you had your um say you go to Costa every single day if you replace that Costa with water then that would obviously support fat loss because water has no calories and Costa has like I don't know, 260. Um, but simply increasing your water intake without any change in calories um, isn't going to make any difference. Um, it could help. You may feel fuller when you have more water. You may not want to eat as much if you've had a lot of water. Um, and it could potentially help with hunger signals. Like sometimes you might be hungry or you might think you're hungry, but actually you're thirsty. Um, so in that sense, again, it could reduce your intake. Um, and regardless, water is really good for you anyway, and everyone should be trying to increase their, their fluid intake anyway. So it's a really good thing to do. And if it supports with fat loss, then that's just a massive bonus. Okay. Oh, this, this coffee looks rank. I really wish I'd gone to Costa and bought one. Okay. How to stop myself giving up when I don't see immediate results. Now, this is something that so many people struggle with and it's the reason that so many people will sign up for programs or diets or workout plans or whatever and will then give up after a month or so because they expect instant results and they don't realise how long the process takes. Now, what you have to remember is if you are trying to make significant changes to your life or to, to your body, you've got to change behaviours and a way of thinking that you have d done like your entire life. 
and you're not going to undo that in a number of weeks so it is a really long process and you know I've been doing this for 10 years now and I would say only in the last year I would say have I really got to a really good place where you know I don't feel like I need to track calories anymore I don't body check very often at all anymore um I don't weigh myself anymore like it's a process to get to that place um and you know just putting it into perspective like imagine if you went to work for three days and then you know you didn't get any money so you stopped going to work because you weren't getting the money but actually if you'd carried on working for the month you would have got that paycheck at the end of the month it's the same thing here like if you give up well you're never going to achieve the results anyway so you may as well keep going until you start to see a result and when we're talking about health and fitness and fat loss you know all the behaviors that I especially kind of promote you know increasing your steps and doing regular workouts and having protein having water all of these things even if they don't get you the result that you want so even if you know in a month's time you haven't lost weight all of those things will be having a massive impact on your health so that is also important to remember as well is it's not just about this one singular goal of say losing weight or getting to address it's about what these behaviors are doing for your health and what it's doing for your kind of future outcomes if you like um so really it's about understanding from the start that it's a process and it's about understanding that you have to be patient you know people don't get degrees in a number of weeks they go to university for years people don't get promotions by going to work for a week they have to work hard for years to get that promotion so these things take time and it's the same with fat loss it's the same with building muscle it's the same with increasing your fitness it's a process it takes time and you just have to be patient and you have to accept that if you're not going to have that patience then you're not going to get the result so it's entirely on you you can either give up because you're not seeing the result you want or you can keep on going knowing that eventually you have to get there if you keep on going and you're putting the work in you will get there eventually but it just takes time a little bit of uh, curdled coffee again. What's my next question? Oh, it's my last question. Uh, this one's from one of my online members asking, can I do other exercise? Oh, hold on. Exercise? That's not what I wrote. Can I do other exercise? <laughs> wow. What have I put Baileys in my coffee? Can I do other exercise? There we are. Alongside or instead of the workouts. Um, so people on my online coaching program, they have got um their workouts planned for them for the month um but it's very flexible in that they can choose which ones they do and which ones they match together um but they have been designed to target all of the muscle groups across the week so there is a there is a certain order to it all um what i would say is if you want optimal results in terms of increasing your strength and um working on body composition if you want to get leaner I would stick with the workouts that I have given you because they have been planned to do those things. Um, it's a progressive plan. So, you know, you need a, you need to follow a progressive plan in order to get those kind of results. If you are someone who just generally wants to lose some body fat, quote unquote, tone up a little bit, um, improve their fitness, um, or if you're just starting out with exercise, I would say do whatever exercise you want. Um, as long as you are moving and if it's an, a different exercise that you enjoy and it means you're going to stick to it and it means you're going to be consistent and you're actually going to get it done, 
um, then crack on and do whatever workout you want to do. You know, I'm never going to tell anyone not to do exercise that they want to do. Um, all I would say is that if you have a very specific goal of building strength and building muscle, then you want to be following a progressive plan, which is what I've put on the app for you. But for general fitness, general strength, um, and for fat loss, any movement is going to be valuable. So, um, yeah, do what you want to do. So I think that that was all the questions that I had for today. I will at some point next week pop a question box on Instagram um, so that I've got a fresh set of questions for next week. And as I think I said earlier, um, myself and Caroline will be recording a podcast tonight, which will be episode 100, um, which that's pretty cool. Didn't think I'd get to 100. Um, But we'll be talking tonight about how we've got into the new year and what things we've been doing um and I think there's going to be a bit of a scale weight discussion there so I'm looking forward to that and that will be scheduled for Monday I hope that was useful if you have any questions at all please feel free to just slide them into my dms um and I will add them well I'll respond to them but then I will add them also to the podcast list um for next week I hope you all have a really lovely weekend and I will speak to you all soon Thank you for listening and I hope you found that episode useful. If you would like to work with me, I do offer one-to-one personal training, group exercise classes both in studio and online, and also online coaching. If you want to hear about any of those, then please check out my pages. So you've got FMH Fitness on Facebook, or you also have Instagram at FMH underscore fitness. For more information, you can also go to my website, which is www.fmhfitness.co.uk.